everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Comic Source. I'm your host, Jace. This is another creator-owned spotlight, kind of a unique uh, property that we're going to talk about today. It's one that's sort of been out in the world, and you may be familiar with it. And I have the writer of Saucer Country, Paul Cornell, joining me. Paul, thanks for taking the time. Well, thank you very much for having me along. So uh, for longtime comic book fans, you may have, if you haven't read it yourself or been familiar with it, you probably at least have heard of saucer country so paul why don't you give us a little bit of the uh publication history and then we'll talk a little bit about what the book is about well saucer country was originally a book at vertigo and then got continued at idw under the title saucer state and was left hanging on a cliffhanger with just its last act to go really that's where we were yeah and i mean a huge cliffhanger at the end of uh of saucer state and it's kind of like oh what 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 What's coming next? So um, it must be it must be exciting that you and Ryan Kelly, the artist, your collaborator, co-creator on the series, are going to finally get to finish and have it out there for, for fans. Oh, it's a tremendous feeling. Um, we are so excited. And um, it's um, I, I just realized in the last six months or so, well, you know, if I got rid of some of the bells and whistles, I could finish this up in this uh, a space where we could put it all in one volume, one soft cover. And um, so we're calling it the completed saucer country. And we're putting it out there with zoom on crowdfunding, not zoom, not zoom. We're on zoom. <laughs> we're on zoop. We Z O O P. We must, they must get that a lot, especially right. on zoom interviews. <laughs> and um, we're, we are um, putting it out with them as a crowdfunded book. And um, it's going to be one huge collection of everything that's gone out from that story and a new ending. And we're also going to be uh, putting out a separate ending for people who've actually bought every issue and just want to see how it ends. Gotcha. So, uh, yeah, it's out on Zoop. It's live today, everybody, if you're listening to this as uh, as the episode drops November 11th. Uh, in the interest of full disclosure, we are, Paul and I are actually recording this a little early. It's it's Halloween as we record this, which I think when we talk about aliens and conspiracy is sort of apropos in a way. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit about uh, the story in a second. But, uh, yeah, you can go to the link in the description or just go to zoop.gg uh, and, and find it there. And I, I do recommend it. It's a very interesting story if you like things like um letter 44 charles souls letter 44 it reminded me of things like x files even going back to close encounters of the third kind it's such a ufos and aliens and the, the mythology around it you get you got sort of meta in the story and and it really um dives into a lot of that and i imagine you must have done a, a ton of research but before we get too far ahead of ourselves paul why don't you give us kind of the elevator pitch if somebody's not familiar at all with saucer country saucer state what, what's the story about well, it's the uh, story of Arcadia Alvarado, who's the governor of New Mexico, and on the eve of announcing her presidential bid, gets abducted by aliens. We kind of do that in inverted commas because she isn't sure what's happened. And she uses the uh, powers of her position to try and find out what's happened. She recruits a, a bunch of uh, weirdos and uh, together they start exploring the wonderfully colorful and layered picture of ufo mythology which i've been immersed in since childhood and um which is a source of continuing delight to me it's a uh, mythology as american as jazz it's uh exported to the rest of the world um and um she 
by the end of the collected volume, she discovers the truth. And um, I like to think it's a surprising ending. And it's a political thriller about flying saucers, basically. Yeah, there's so much to it and so much that was sort of prescient on, on your, your part. Like it kind of freaks me out. And if you're not familiar with it, so everybody, and you read it for the first time, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit about it. Um, but before we get into that, I, I did want to ask you, you mentioned having this um, this interest in UFOs and UFO mythology from a very early age. What do you think about the fact that the U.S. government came out a couple of years? And again, it was 2020, so maybe people, they missed it. It was kind of hidden behind the pen. But they basically came out and admitted that, yeah, there are things that we can explain and we have some actual evidence of them. I think that's just the latest move in the enormous PSYOP, which uh, Saucer Country is at heart about. Um, the U.S. government intelligence has been using um, UFO mythology as a cover and encouraging it since the late 40s and has used it in a variety of different ways very, very cleverly. Um, but at heart, back in the day, it was about when people saw U2 making sure they saw a flying saucer instead and um, to give them a sense that there was something else in the air and not, the, not their own spy planes. Um, so... Um, from there, it's just gotten uh, wilder and wilder. And when I saw those stories of um, uh, U.S. Air Force pilots intercepting on their gun cameras, summit something, um, I just thought, oh, what are we trying to persuade China of now? Right. And um, so um, it, that I'm I wouldn't say I'm a skeptic. I'm um, a fortean. I uh, am entertained by the body of myth, and um, I keep an open mind as to the truth of it. Uh, certain things do make me think, oh, there might be something to this, but it's a tiny percentage. Yeah, that's one of the things that's so entertaining, because at the end of the day, you know, this is a, a this is a story. This is a fiction. It needs to to entertain. It needs to you know, make you think and make you question. And it certainly does all those things. But to go back to my point earlier about being a bit prescient, you certainly leaned into the political side in terms of kind of the the partisanship that we see going on between, you know, um, different sort of ideologies of uh, the American political landscape. There's some stuff about Russia interfering, which is, you know, ahead of its time as well. Um, so much of what you've done here is is kind of uh, meta and, and even to the point of and it still was a thing back when this first came out uh, about immigration. But it's certainly, you know, the idea of an illegal alien being just somebody that comes from, you know, up from Mexico or Central America or something like that. So many things that you you put in here as as a fiction now are, are kind of more in the social consciousness is that strange for you? And also, do you feel like now, if you if you were starting this project now, you, you would sort of have to push the envelope further, right? Because some of the things that were unbelievable are now sort of more believable. Well, I've had a chance to do that in writing the ending. And um, I, I think that um, we, we seem to have picked the right horses. Um, we seem to have gone with a zeitgeist. Um, the fact that... Um, Space alien has become a term because it used to be just alien. Mm-hmm. And that says a lot about how people are starting to think with other human beings who just want to be in a different country. 
Um, I think that um, uh, the way that the whole business of the unknown has swung increasingly to the right has been quite shocking to me. Um, it used to be a fairly apolitical um, place of mutual wonder and hope, and it's been weaponized. It's almost as if what I describe in saucer country has metastasized and uh, kind of taken over the body politic, which, wow. I, I Honestly, I'd have preferred to be wrong. Right. Um, but... Um, Anyway, I think this is a very good um, time to 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 finish it, to land it, and to um, you know uh, show the entirety of uh, of of the thriller we've we've developed here. <laughs> yeah, and I want to talk, talk a little bit about kind of the the structure and and you know just how how much um, of the story is is left to tell. But one more thing before we move on to that. Um, just about this idea of of belief, right? And this idea that there are unknown things out there. You know, like I'm, I, I, I think I'm probably we're very similar in terms of what I think about UFOs. Do I think there's some concrete uh, evidence? Do I think there's some UFO from the Roswell incident or alien bodies in New Mexico? Eh, I, 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 I'm pretty skeptical of that, but uh, I think it's sort of naive and it's sort of arrogant to think that there's not life, you know, out there. And and could they have? Mm. You know, and the whole idea of would we even perceive them? They may they may be outside our realm of perception. You know, they may be outside of the way our you know physics work. Um, but when you talk about belief, when you talk about some of these things that are explored, um, when we're talking about kind of the underneath, the story is wildly entertaining. But but underneath the idea of of what you and Ryan Kelly, your co storyteller and artist, were trying to do, were in terms of of belief and self-doubt and, you know, political identity, all those things that I think we walk around the world subconsciously without realizing how much they affect our day-to-day. And then again, this, the other stuff becoming so much more to the forefront now. Um, Do you look back on what you guys did put out with a sense of, of pride, with a sense of wonder at how uh, accurately you foretold the future? Well, yes. I mean, I'm immensely proud of our body of work. Um, I think that, um, you know, we, we dug in, uh, quite a new place. Um, I think basically it, it's strange to find UFO fiction at all because, you know, how it's very hard to write about mythology in a fictional way. Um, but I think that, um, uh, in digging in a new place, we, 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 you you talk about how you feel about the reality of this, and I I I, I agree. I um, I would say that I think maybe the lack of us seeing anybody out there in the universe is just because human beings can't quite grasp the immensity of space. Mm-hmm. That I think it would be incredibly unlikely for anybody, us to have noticed anybody or anybody to have noticed us yet. Um, I think that that's going to require some huge accidents. Um, that's getting easier and easier. Um, I suspect maybe the the James Webb will see industrial products in the atmosphere of an exoplanet, and, and that'll be it. Um I, what I love about UFO type aliens 
is that they are so immensely tied up with us and so mm-hmm. concerned about us and uh, so representing parts of of previous mythologies. I love dear old George Adamski, who I think may have been conning the CIA as the CIA attempted to con him. In fact, <laughs> they may they may both have been um, kind of in cahoots in going along with it with each other. Um, I think that um, uh, I, I read one of his books, Flying Saucers Have Landed, which was uh, co-written with an extraordinary um Irish author called Desmond Leslie, uh, in my school library. Wow. When I, when I, which, what was it doing there? Mm-hmm. But, um, it's, um, and that was a, a, a kind of startling back and forth between, uh, some very full on hucksterism from George and some rather more believer, uh, ancient astronaut academia from Desmond. And, um, I think that book kind of sums up the way it's gone since. So um, it, it's, uh, oh, the, the, the collision between mythology and politics. And this is kind of where it started. And as to where it's going, woof. <laughs> um, I think we're well, all living in the shadow of it. It's one of the things that's so that's so fascinating, and that's uh, kind of the where uh, Letter Forty Four, which is uh, you know a, mm. a story Love I've covered on here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. We've and longtime listeners of the podcast, you know, we've talked about it before. Um, it is that intersection, and that one doesn't you know posit whether aliens exist. Right? It basically says yes, aliens exist, mm. uh, and it, but it is that intersection of of government or politics or or policy and something unknown, something other. Uh, which again is, is where I think the intersection for saucer country is so interesting because again, to be so prescient about what we know and don't know. And, and if you look at conservatism and, and the right wing, uh, their growing distrust of government, um, and, and the, the paranoia and some of the conspiracies that they come up with on their own. It again, it's so fascinating. And there's something sort of inherently. American and even beyond that, inherently human about that, like our, our curiosity uh, and our tendency to doubt things that we don't can't see and touch and feel. Mm-hmm. Is that something that's always interested you, even uh, as a writer, something to explore? Oh, very much so. I, I think that um, the human capacity to fool ourselves is extraordinary. And the fact that um, we see we're we're genetically programmed to see faces Mm. um that um you know certain conditions like sleep paralysis play alongside that to basically create abduction scenarios which we've written enormous stories for ourselves about um and we wrote those before we ever thought of aliens um i've known a couple of people who suffered from sleep paralysis and they basically are like abduction experiences without the abductions mm-hmm. um they're quite they're quite sure that nothing alien is happening to them um the um uh i i think that um what what i really wanted to show was a group of of ordinarily extraordinary people uh getting into the depths of this stuff um, like uh, one of my lead characters who works for Arcadia is Professor Kidd, um, who keeps seeing the couple from the Pioneer 10 plaque 
the man, the naked man and the woman with the man with his, his hand raised in greeting. And uh, it, it, they kind of haunt him. They're kind of like his own personal uh, demons there for a while. And um, he also encounters the men in black. And we discover a fascinating cultural idea raised by um, the... Uh, ufologist Jenny Randall's that the men in black might be a USAF hazing ritual. Um, so uh, it, there's also a, a Republican strategist who works for Arcadia, who I, I've always loved putting a character who goes against the grade in, a, in a, a, an ensemble. And um, she's very much a Lincoln Project Republican, but at the same time, she genuinely has major disagreements but at the same time is, and, and she's wonderfully befuddled by by all of this stuff. Um, she's basically a stoic rationalist who, it, 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 but what she doesn't want is for any of this stuff to get in the way of the campaign. Um, so um, only poor people are kidnapped by aliens, right. she says. <laughs> but um, the, um, so yeah, uh, Chloe, Chloe's one of my favourites. Uh, so all in all, uh, I'm delighted to have gotten back to this lot, and uh, I, I I hope people who've been following it all the way, you know, enjoy the ending. Yeah, you you mentioned Chloe, and she has everything to do with the big cliffhanger at the end of of, of Foster mm. State. So let's talk a little bit about um, the added material, the the ending of the story, tying up all the loose ends. Uh, if you go to the Zoop uh, page as we record right now before the campaign is launched, there's just a very a small blurb about the fact that this is going to tie everything up. Uh, but you mentioned you, you sort of stripped it down a little bit. Um, was that just in terms of space, what uh, you and Ryan had time to do? Like talk to us a little bit about how much well, of the story is left to tell. Um, it, it's, I think we're going to finish it in about 20 pages. Um, and that's mainly because I realized I'd, I'd got lots of, uh, I was in the final act. I was going to start up some other some subplots, mm-hmm. and and a lot of the a lot of it can, um, you know, I just don't start anything new. I'm, right. I'm I just very conscientiously finish all our subplots, and um, actually where we left it gave me a really good opportunity to to do that, uh, because we just come out the other end of that cliffhanger, and we see where things have got to in that time. And um, there is definitely a huge gun on the wall uh, hanging there in uh, Source Estate, and it certainly gets fired. And um, the ending is something I think people, I'm not, I'm not sure, not expecting, but it's perhaps not where this book is. It looks like it's going to go, um, and um, not. Vladimir Putin, major guest star in the last, <laughs> in the conclusion. Um, so, um, yeah, we're, we're, um, we, we're looking to get as many people as possible signed up by email where that's, uh, according to Zoop, we're in the top bracket of, uh, people that have numbers that have signed up. So that's delightful. And, um, we're looking forward to offering uh, some really nice uh, bonuses for people. Um, hangouts with me and editor Chris Ryle, um, something for the Doctor Who fans in my audience, uh, original art from my own collection, all sorts of things. Uh, so, 
you know, uh, there's also, as I said, if you just want the ending, you'll be able to get that too. Uh, because we don't want to, um, you know, we like to think you'll want a, a nice, enormous softcover edition that's got everything in it. But at the same time, you know, we like uh, loyal readers who followed us this far and we don't want them to pay again. Yeah, exactly. If somebody has all the single issues and they just want the, you know, the last one to kind of finish it off. Um, it is it is so interesting to hear about kind of the, the structure of this uh, in terms of it. If there was more to tell, if you wanted to keep going, then because it was something that was sort of um, a theme throughout what you and Ryan did was that as you were finishing things off and you and that's the other thing I love about Saucer Country, it never gives you concrete answers. It's, it tells you, it lets you decide for yourself, but there were always subplots ending and the new one starting. Um, so, yeah, if you I, I imagine if you take that out, you can finish it up relatively quickly. It's almost like uh, what happens to Chloe. Uh, is like the first domino falling for everything to to finish up. Is that correct? Very much so. And I just want to say, we're not doing an X-Files. We've got concrete answers. <laughs> I, I had an ending in mind when this all began, and we've got there. And um, I think that every single question gets answered. And uh, so hopefully it's a ride that feels complete, and we're not leaving you with a oh, but were there aliens ending? Right. Well, that, yeah, I'm glad to hear that because uh, it will feel like a more complete story. Uh, and I, I do, and 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 I know it's a personal preference. I do always appreciate, and certainly it's a trope in in horror movies where you know they'll give you that last little scene of the hand coming back up or the body moving or or whatever. But yeah, I sort of uh, appreciate that period on the end of the sentence. Yeah, we're, we're definitely not doing that. <laughs> Great. Well, um, what were some of the challenges? Well, first of all, I should say, um, when you approached Ryan and said, hey, we're going to tell the last chapter, was he as excited as you to, to finally have it out there? Well, um, Ryan's definitely a, an enthusiast for this book and wants to see it finish. Bless him, he's, he's got two regular gigs going on, on right now. So, you know, he's uh, really busy. He's really in demand, which is brilliant because he deserves it. Mm -hmm. um, he's an immensely um, capable artist who can render, you know, the contents of my head onto the page in a way which adds so much. And... Um, you know, he's he's basically one of uh, the default artists that I kind of see story in terms of how he lays things out. So, um, you know, it's brilliant to have him back. And, um, you know, it's, it's our co-project. Uh, so I'm delighted for him as well that we can end it together. Yeah, it's hard. So it would be sort of hard to go back to the, the world of saucer country without his, his visuals. They're just, you know, sort of hand in hand, uh, yeah. I suppose you'd say. So uh, you mentioned um, a couple of the other things that are uh, available, some original art, some, uh, some meetups, and then obviously the two different versions, you can get the whole collected edition or you can just get the, the last chapter. Um, how do you feel about crowdfunding and, and Zoop? Um, overall in terms of kind of uh, getting rid of that middleman of the, of the publisher and going directly to your fans. Is that something that you've done before? Like, give us your thoughts. No, this is the first time for me. I'm, um, I think it takes very specific circumstances for me to want to do this. 
Um, uh, Zoop were amazing, and they're continually amazing. Um, I was a little hesitant until I saw how many projects they were actually landing and how many titles they were getting published. And, you know, how many how many specific things they were taking to an audience that really wanted that thing. Mm. And I actually thought, well, this is kind of ideal. So um, at uh, San Diego, I, I went up to them and said, I, I think I'm ready to do this. Um, I want to write, write an ending. And, um, yeah, they have been amazingly helpful and delightful. There's got to be a little bit of nervousness, right? It's one of those things like, what if I throw a party and nobody shows up? Exactly that. I once threw a party and nobody showed up. It's a kind of founding story from my childhood. And this is is like having an index, a barometer of how people feel about you. I know it's not that. I know it's not that. I know it's just about whether or not they like a UFO book. But still, whew, I'm quite, I'm quite glad we've got so many side-ups. I may be well, a bit neurotic about that. Yeah, and this is a good... Uh... A good time for me to remind everybody, as I always do when we do these crowd uh, funny things, uh, to help share this on social media. Even if you've never heard of Saucer Country, you're not into UFOs, ah, this is not for me. Um, I still encourage you, take 30 seconds, take a minute, hit the the uh, the link in the show notes and go and check it out. You might find that it's intriguing. Maybe you love the art and that's going to be your in. But even if not, uh, even if it's not for you, just please get as many eyes on it as possible uh, so you can help out Paul and Ryan. And the other thing is, as I always say, it's the worst thing in the world when a crowdfunding thing ends and you find out after and you don't necessarily get a chance, which is another one of the positives of Zoop that they have the online store that you can still go. Um, mm-hmm. But maybe somebody at that point, you don't have a chance to sign up for the the meet and greets or original art or, or that sort of thing. So even if it's not for you, uh, please share it. Uh, maybe it is for you and you just don't have the, the means right now to uh, to join the campaign. Just please share it. Let's get as many eyes on this uh, as possible because it is a very, very uh, worthwhile story. It's it's very, very interesting. So as we're uh, as we're winding up here, Paul, uh, I want to thank you for your time. And I do have uh, one more question, which is coming back to this, um, which, you know, again, it was at Vertigo. There were some changes there. You took it over to IDW, Chris Ryle, who's uh, an amazing guy. Um, now you're coming, you and Ryan are coming back again, one one more time, third time's a charm to finish it up. Were there any challenges uh, or anything that w- was unexpected with coming back to finish up the story? Oh, well, uh, I should say Chris Ryle's still with us. Um, he's kind of our editor emeritus on this right. project. Um, and he's wonderful. His support is excellent. Um, uh, in terms of challenges, uh, fitting the story into an apt size space so it doesn't feel rushed. And, you know, uh, deciding what the audience might like in terms of extras. But, you know, these are these are delightful challenges to face. Right. Yeah. If it means getting the end of the story out there, uh, mm. I imagine you're happy to tackle them. I am. <laughs> Great. Well, thanks again for your time, Paul. Um, social media, best place to follow you and your work. Uh, do you want um, to share that with everybody? Yeah. If you want to go to paulcornell.com, you'll see all my socials on the front of my blog there. Great. And I'll put a link to uh, the website as well in the show notes, everybody. So you can click there and find it. So again, Paul, uh, thanks so much. Happy Halloween. Thanks for joining me today. Uh, Love Sauce Country. Uh, You know, I was one of the ones that was reading it all along when it went over to IDW, Saucer State. And yeah, when Jordan reached out to me, he's like, yeah, would you like to have Paul Cornell? Uh, Yes, I very much want the end of the story. (laughs) Such a such a cliffhanger. Anybody who's read it will know exactly what we're talking about. So uh, glad it's going to be out there. And again, thanks for your time. Thank you so much. 
And to all you listeners, uh, again, even if it's not for you, please just share this. Uh, we really want to make this happen so we can all get the end of the story. And if you're not uh, a fan, have never read it, man, pick up the collected edition. It makes for a great read. It's very compelling. It's a real page turner. So uh, we appreciate your support and for uh, having you join us as always. And we will talk to you next time. You can find the Comic Source podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or whichever podcasting app you prefer. Please tell all your friends about us, subscribe, and rate us. The ratings really help with our visibility and our ability to reach new listeners, especially five-star reviews on Apple. Also be sure to visit us at lrmonline.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover all our other great pop culture content. If you want to email us, the email address is thecomicsourceblog at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash thecomicsource. Do a search for The Comic Source on Facebook and Instagram to follow us on those social platforms. All three spots are great places to find out when we release new episodes as well as follow all our convention coverage. So once again, we want to thank everyone for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.